Good morning. Welcome to With God at Dawn. A completed work is done through the power of grace. Zechariah 4, verse 7. He shall bring forth the headstone thereof with shoutings, crying, Grace, grace unto it. Human power did not establish the work of God. Neither can human power destroy it. To those who carry forward his work in the face of difficulty and opposition, God will give the constant guidance and guardianship of his holy angels. His work on earth is never going to cease. The building of his spiritual temple will be carried forward until it shall stand complete, and the headstone shall be brought forth with shoutings, Grace, grace unto it. That's our verse. Christ has given to the church a sacred charge. Every member should be a channel through which God can communicate to the world the treasures of his grace, the unsearchable riches of Christ. Christ is the grace. There's nothing that the Savior desires so much as agents, you and me, who will represent to the world his spirit and his character. There's nothing that the world needs as much as the manifestation through humanity of the Savior's love. Have you ever felt like you just needed an example so you could see what it looked like? I have felt like that much in my life. Um, the church is God's agency for the proclamation of truth, empowered by him to do a special work. And if she is loyal to him, obedient to all his commandments, there will dwell within her the excellency of divine grace. If she will be true to her allegiance, if she'll honor the Lord God of Israel, there's no power that can stand against her. Christ desires for the fullness of his power so to strengthen his people that through them, that's like through you and me, the whole world shall be encircled with this atmosphere of grace. When his people shall make a wholehearted surrender of themselves to God, his purpose will be accomplished. Oh, I'm sorry, I made a noise there with my foot. But, you know, this got me excited. I want to read that again. When his people shall make a wholehearted surrender of themselves to God, this purpose will be accomplished. Christ will abide in humanity, and humanity will abide in Christ. In all the work will appear not the character of finite man, but the character of the infinite God. We're finite. We're mortal. God is immortal. But we're going to have his character show forth in us. The goodly fabric of character wrought out through divine power will receive light and glory from heaven and will stand before the world as a witness pointing to the throne of the living God. Then the work will move forward with solidity and redoubled strength. One comment I want to make before I go into the notes that I made, and that is that um, making this wholehearted surrender to God, you're not going to open up your heart to someone that you don't know. It's just too scary. You're not going to surrender yourself to someone you don't know or trust. We have to know Jesus. If you do not spend two hours or so a day at least with Jesus, one way and another, you're just not going to make that surrender. Um, so we need to do that. And now, a headstone, it's the principal stone in a foundation. It's a cornerstone. I'm referring back to our verse that says, He shall bring forth the headstone. The principal stone in a foundation, a cornerstone. 
A cornerstone was the principal stone placed at the corner of an edifice or building to guide the workers in their course, usually the largest, the most solid and carefully constructed. And once set, it became the basis for determining every measurement in the remaining construction. Everything was aligned to it, and Jesus is our standard of measure and alignment. We read this morning that uh, the building of his spiritual temple will be carried forward until it shall stand complete. And of course, it's made up of you and me. And we are to be aligned to Christ as it's being built. And we can't be aligned to Christ if we're not coming into alignment with his principles. And I have to say, it shouldn't scare us to want to come into alignment with his Ten Commandments are so minimum. They're laws of love. The laws of love. Love your neighbor as yourself. Is that so bad? Why should we resist it? We want to come into alignment with that. To be loyal to him, obedient to all his commandments. Not just the one to love our neighbor, but the first four to love him. Mm. What would happen to a building if the cornerstone were not in alignment? If all the other stones were not in alignment to the cornerstone? I don't know if that would stand. And what would happen to God's church if all the individual members followed their own ideas and were not in alignment with Christ's laws of love? And he has brought them down to a minimum pretty simple. Almost everything you say or do can be made to fit into one of those Ten Commandments. We were told that if we are obedient to His commandments, the excellency of divine grace will dwell within His church. And the individuals making up His church are all people from the beginning of time to the end of time, scattered all over the place uh, in every denomination and alone. Um, from the beginning of time to the end of time, including the people in heaven, they are in God's church too. So we may not see every member of God's church if we're in that church. In fact, we won't. So a headstone on a grave tells some important information, and they align the grave to that headstone. Well, uh, there were capstones to the pyramids, and... One was thought to be gold. That was the Giza. There's much we don't know. The missing capstone on the Great Pyramid of Giza, they speculated that it was gold and that someone took it and melted it down. Some people think the Romans took it because they needed money. I don't know. Spanish researcher Miguel Perez Sanchez, he indicates that a massive sphere was located on its surface, the top of the Great Pyramid of Giza. He proposed that the sphere symbolized the Eye of Horus and had a, a, a diameter of 2,718 royal cubits, and those royal cubits were 2.7 meters, which is 8 feet 10.19 inches per cubit. That multiplied by 2,718 comes out to be 24,052 actual feet. So you take into account that I may have made a mistake mathematically, but still, a diameter of 24,052 feet times pi would give us the size of the sphere, um, which would be 75,561 inches divided by 12 to make feet 6,296.80 feet around, which is over a mile. A mile is 5,280 feet, so that makes it about 
one and a fifth miles around as a symbol of the Eye of Horus. That's large. There's this video on YouTube by the channel called Unexplained Mysteries. It's titled, What Happened to the Missing Giant Capstone of the Great Pyramid of Giza? <laughs> it's not terribly long and it's kind of interesting. But um, I have a few thoughts to share. No one I know of has knowledge to either prove or disprove what I'm going to say. So, And I'm no definitely no authority on anything in the world. <laughs> but I've heard theories propounded that God's throne is a pyramid and the capstone um, would be the emerald rainbow that is around his throne, which might look round like the Eye of Horus. I don't know. I surmise that Satan has made counterfeits of most of God's work, so it would not surprise me if the uh, pyramids on earth were counterfeits. I don't want to go down the rabbit hole of conjecture. Let's stick with the truth of God's word. So, Jesus is the capstone or cornerstone, and we are to align with him and his commandments to make up his spiritual temple. Our verse says that he will bring forth the headstone with shoutings, crying, grace, grace unto it. So, uh, if you see a brilliant being come down and stand on top of the Pyramid of Giza and claim to be Christ and um, have a glow around him like emeralds, you know that it's a counterfeit. I highly doubt that scenario, by the way. The goodly fabric of divine character, developed by divine power, will receive light and glory from heaven and will stand before the world as a witness, pointing to the throne of the living God. Let's cooperate with Jesus as he develops our character and brings us into his spiritual temple as living stones. My brother and sister, let's pray. Dear Jesus, thank you, Lord, that you're going to bring all of this to a close and that you are making us to be living stones in your temple I pray for myself and for those who are here with me today that we would be working with you to develop our character, that we might be that witness in the world that you speak of, that your work can be completed in us, according as our titled work reading today. Thank you, Jesus. In your name I pray. Amen. Okay, brother and sister, you have a fabulous day. Be blessed and walk with Jesus. I'll see you in the morning.